Welcome to Critical Ditto, episode four. Yay! Woo! Number four. Uh, is there anything significant about number four? No, not really. No. Four. Is there a Pokemon with a significant four? Four. Four alligator? Four. Okay. Okay. Symbol for spare. I've got nothing. No, it's four. It's, it's the fourth four. one. Yeah, we yeah. made it to four. Hooray! Yeah. yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, this is our, our fourth episode. Um, it was all. At some it, point, so you can stop saying that. I kind of <laughs> like that you will keep saying it, just to say. Always. Because we appreciate people yeah. sticking yeah. it out. I know, because right? We know this isn't enjoyable for you. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're only here because you're, you're addicted to Pokemon and you will consume the media in any way you can. Absolutely. Also, play just. Brought you to this. Just right here. Who's to say how that works? Uh, that being said, if you do want to like leave a review or anything, that's something that podcast people ask for, isn't it? That is. Uh, do that. So Usually if you yeah. if you've got to episode four. Maybe you like it a little maybe bit. Maybe give it four stars. Maybe. F- <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I can't wait till we get to episode one, 80. One star per episode. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. If you want to leave a, a mean review, uh, maybe don't leave it on the thing. You can just email that straight to us and we'll deal with it. Mm. We'll deal with it there. Oh, yep. Deal with it? Well, I say deal with it. We'll read it, cry, and then move on. I said, uh, you've got a mean review, just leave it on This American Life instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just they can take it. They, they can, can take it. They can take it. But that's criticalditto at gmail.com. And our ditto will morph into the embodiment of sadness and reply to you. Right, should we recap what happened last time? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Previously on Critical Ditto. This is Sir Float Town. Normally pleasant, not today. Illuminated behind this lightning, we see the shape of a giant ship. And attached to that ship... A giant red octillery. Gary gets dragged beyond the reach of your your vocals, but you see two landing boats being lowered from the the ship and heading towards the shore. So Kent, you are unconscious. This is an interesting chance to examine uh, the inside of Ken's mind. So there's a two cannon on my shoulder. If you have the mental strength to control the beast within you, then I think you have the mental strength to get up. From Toucan's mouth appears a uh, scholiopede. Theo, you go running towards Ken. Barry Bolcut stops you in your tracks. He's an abomination. Your psyche is sucked into Kenneth's palace. You've come here to free Kenneth, have you? If you want to leave this palace, prove to me you're strong enough to leave. Fight me. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> she oh. takes out a Pokemon Cup trading card deck. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Six prizes or twelve. <laughs> We're using my coin. So I think the Scoliopede releases Kenneth. <laughs> Ro- like rolls the body. I say the body of Kenneth. I don't. Oh, oh god. Oh. I don't know what Kenneth is right now, but his marionette in this world to the side of Theo, and basically rears up in front of you. And I think you can see now. It's looked like a regular scolopede at this point, but it's not a regular scolopede. There are tendrils of dark energy that spread out from it. There are parts of it where it looks distorted. It's almost Hydra-like in like sometimes more scolopede heads appear with Ooh. different expressions on their face, more like sad, more sorrowful, laughing. They're, di- they're all sort of different, but as you say, they kind of come in and out. and it, You can't really be sure which is the actual form you're talking to. That's fun. We're really getting our anime nerdiness out with our, with our description of this weird I place. I love it. Both of you, roll focus checks for me. Nine. Nine. Two nines. Nine. Interesting. I think both of you realise that in this mindscape, 
things are not as they seem, things are not as they are in the physical world. And that perhaps you as you are is not what you are in the, in the real world. You see parts of the scoliopede disconnecting and turning into other little scoliopede heads and then re-entering the body. And you're like, I think in this, in this world, you intuit that parts of your physical representation can be disembodied and become something else, maybe a Pokemon that you could fight with. Um, but that what, what Pokemon that you use or becomes from your, your manifestation might reveal something about your character or it might depend on how well you focus. This, this could be interesting. I think. Okay. Magic up. Yeah. <laughs> As a discussion before rolling any dice to add random, uh-huh. random stuff to the element. If we were to describe Theo's psyche right now. What do you think would manifest? Well, my, when you said that we've intuited something and realised that we can conjure Pokemon that we would want to protect us in this moment, my immediate thought was a Slowking. Of course. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Because that would be the automatic choice. Kenny, you can reject this if you want, but maybe you want to get your two-cannon body back. I think when Kenny sees this manifestation of his own inner demons shifting and moving and not being solid, he maybe thinks that actually he could reduce the effect of the scoliopede. So maybe he tries to make it smaller or older or slower or weaker in some form. Okay. So he's trying to focus on regaining control of the situation. Oh, fun. And rather than buffing himself, more trying to... Great. Love it. Love it. So you're trying to hamper the scoliopede. Because I'm because I've been here before. I know, yeah. the, I know the deal in this place yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know that it is essentially what... I want it to be. Mm. Okay, so you're you're trying to reduce the scolipede and maybe you can manifest a, a slow king. Yeah. Am yeah. I basically sort of removing an arm? Yeah, I like that. I like that, that yeah. part of your body physically, you know, disembodies yeah. itself and reveals itself reveals as this slow king. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny goes, <laughs> <laughs> Like, Pete, the scolipede might be speaking or what have you, but yeah. uh, there's something about slow king yeah. and what it means to you as well yeah. that you wouldn't even give it a voice yeah to, i mean to me to use a human reference in this world that is very unhuman like to me the slow king would be a buddha kind of like figure yeah yeah like this this slow king is is so austere and sage mm, so sage but like, this is my illusion of what the one slow king i would ever see would be so i love it i think it's got a gold shell on its head Oh. It's not the regular. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the regular. Yeah, it's like that Buddha style. My version of a king's rock is a little bit staggered. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that you you haven't seen an actual king's rock. Yeah. All you know is potentially. It's I don't think the king's rock. So. I don't even think you've seen art of it because it's such a sort yeah. of taboo subject that you have to conjure it in your own mind of what you think it might look like. So, yes, this this sloking manifests and it has this this almost golden crown. Mm. It's the supreme crown of knowledge to you. So it's yeah. this ultimate piece uh, I don't know maybe this scarf around Sloking that floats slightly mm. and I think he just he just turns and smiles at you and this and this feeling of, of warmth and reassurance passes over you mm. okay so Theo has just uh, manifested the figure of Sloking. Yes. An imagined version of Sloking mm. uh, conjured from Theo's mind. Kenny is trying to reduce the power of Scoliopede. Yeah. Great. And how are, you, how are you doing that? Well, let's go simple to start with. If this thing is massive, let's try to make it physically smaller. What I want is for Kenny to give me a really pleasant memory, basically. Oh God. It's like a Patronus. 
Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're Again, trying, guys, we're trying to stop with the Harry Potter <laughs> infringement on their uh, their, uh, their well, IP. Your character is based on a Harry Potter character. It's <laughs> entirely relevant. But it's also just a way to examine Kenny's past a little bit and yeah. find something that of value to him that okay. means a lot. Kenny uh, was raised on, on a farm um, with his sisters and uh, he knows all about plants. So I think a pleasant memory for him is him teaching his little sister. They're plucking some apples, I think. Okay. Um, some maybe some pokeberries. Sure. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some, some yeah. Some little raspberries some, off the bush. Yeah. To make a raspberry pie. Cute. Okay. Basically, so Ken and Dora are picking raspberries. Foraging. The specific memory is she's trying to reach for one, but she can't get it, and oh. she looks really sad. So I lift her onto my shoulders, <laughs> so she can get it. That's so cute. And I'm not that tall myself. No. So. She barely gets it, but she does. But also, you're really knowledgeable about berries and all that sort of stuff as well, which is not common for Kenny. So it's a chance to really show a sort of knowledgeable, respectful side to his sister. Lovely yeah. memory. With that with that memory in, in his head, let's do a roll. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, cute memory. So I'll give you a no plus worries. one Yeah. to a focus check, I guess. Great. Oh, that means I have plus four to this. Ooh. Eight plus twelve. <gasps> it's a twelve, Sue. I rolled a twelve. Okay, so in this, oh man, you're picking the raspberries. Dora's laughing away. It's you know her cute little face. I just, I mean, I'm just picturing Dora the Explorer. Obviously, <laughs> I think that is what I'm picturing. What too. she looks like. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's like so cute. She's reaching up for this little berry. Kenny, Kenny, I, I can't reach it. I can't reach it. And you're it's all right, Dora. I'll help. Here you go. <laughs> Oh, that's better. No, oh, now I can get the juiciest. Oh. <gasps> Drew, throw me one. Throw me one. All right, it's your mouth. Open it up. Ah, ah, ah. We're gonna... I, I was going to say, I was just going to say, well, if, if you wanted this to manifest, I think when as her hand reaches for the, the raspberry, it turns to a scoliopede, and the scoliopede's tiny in her hand, and suddenly it starts to shrink down, and you see this giant sort of hand as the scoliopede's like, then trapped in that memory. Maybe the whole mind palace kind of just for a split second goes into the, the garden. Oh yeah, and Theo. Yeah, maybe you're there. You see the this. Of, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the purpley streaming walls just, just fade away into like lush green. You can see the modest but comfortable house in the, in the background. Yeah. And is there a swing? The I see a swing. Yes, but it's a rope swing. Oh yeah, of course. Attached to a tree, and the the, the plank of wood is just a little bit dangerous. To be yeah, 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 for sure, for <laughs> but, sure. Like it's not high enough for them to really. Not like, that that would bother Kenny. No, <laughs> the slightest. <laughs> So um, cute. So yeah, yeah, so Theo, you see this scene, uh, and for a minute, uh, the Kenny that you know uh, is replaced with a slightly younger Kenny, uh, still the same skinny whip of a lad with, with uh, a shirt far too big for him, um, skinny arms sticking out of these big over-large sleeves, and a, a mop of black hair, still as scraggly as ever. The bow tie remains. Oh yeah, the bow tie always remains. <laughs> uh, reaching out for this berry, and you see, yes, you see Pete, the the, the scolipede trapped in Dora's little grasp as it just shrinks scolipede down. You know, maybe a few segments are gone. It looks a little bit more sort of venipede than scolipede at this point. I want, I want a similar thing for Theo here because that was a really nice sort of insight into Kenny. It's when you first interact with Brandy, I imagine such a happy time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw out, uh, I'm gonna throw out uh, a left field one. Oh, go for it. See how it goes. Go for it. Theo, you know, intuits from this experience that there is something something to be gained from the power of memories. And so Theo tries to think back to a moment of complete happiness in their own previous life. Well, Theo's trying to recall, like, a moment in the church that made them true, made them, well, trying to remember a moment in their childhood that made them truly happy, but they realise that there was none, and that's why they they ran off to join the church. 
But then just as they're trying to like picture anything that can create such a vast, evocative scene uh, and nothing is happening, nothing's sort of sparking, there's no combustion of thought from, from Theo, the Slow King turns around to them and just speaks in their father's voice. It's okay. It's fine if you don't know what to do. That was that was it. That was enough. Yeah, and Theo just starts weeping. Um, but there is some sort of like emotional, sort of psychic wave that is generated from this moment. Like not necessarily an attack, but just a connection between the psychic Pokemon and and its pupil, and it generates a powerful enough attack that that Scolopede is uh, dead. Yeah, absolutely. I, no rolls ne- necessary there. What a beautiful moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely adds on to. To Kenny's 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 12 is enough. backs on the 12. Yeah, sure. quite easily. So, yeah, I, yeah so there's this, this kind of um, beyond, beyond physical, whatever, kind of embrace between you and, and Sloking and this, this, this fatherhood idea. And this just, this just this feeling of acceptance, I suppose, more mm-hmm. than anything, just radiates out. And Scolipede is just, is just lost in, in this light. And you just take a breath. <sighs> And suddenly you start feeling little drops on your face and those drops become harder and more frequent and suddenly the the light fades into black and the clouds come back into view, the smell of salt, the sand on your face, you're back, you're back on the beach. Whoa. And we go, oh God, we're spooning. <laughs> yeah, oh God, because Theo's hugging, um, hugging Sloking. <laughs> hugging yeah. Eddie yeah. quite tightly, I imagine, as well. <laughs> And yes. it's that moment of going, if I just keep doing it, <laughs> Absolutely. And I think maybe the, the tears and the rain are mixed for Theo. So for you, Kenny, you don't, you can't like see what's been going on necessarily. But <laughs> Kenny's mind goes, well, this isn't unpleasant. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I haven't been um, hugged in a long time. I think, but, yeah, I think they, they, they wake up to your Brandy, Brandy's voice. Well, dragging them back because the, the tide is now the so in. crashing. It's, it's so in and like, we're actually, you're part under water and stuff because it's I think it's now the beach yeah. is almost getting completely great done right. in so it almost have been you've this. been semi-floating in the in the surf as it was washing in but yes as your senses return to you you definitely get the the the, the senses and the, the sound more than anything mm-hmm. of of this chaos now that has obviously exploded behind you back in surfloat town but you come back to your senses and you're all three of you together again <gasps> wonderful oh. What do you do immediately? Where, where, where's Barry? I don't think we'll be seeing him for some time. But he has my camera. Who? 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 What? Where's, where's my, where's my camera? If you look behind you, Kenny, you will see the camera <gasps> dropped in the sand, of, you know, a few metres away from you. Oh, uh, run over and grab it. Okay, it's very great. important to me. Mm-hmm. So you grab your camera? Um, as I'm saying to, Bar- uh, to Brandy, Barry was... Um, He's just let Rowlett drown over there. <laughs> I'm still holding, I'm still holding <laughs> Obviously still holding Rowlett. Um, Barry was at the party. He became my best friend and then was, no, was helping ba- me. What did he look like? Um, he had a glint in his eye, rosy cheeks, um, amazing hair. One might say that it was uh, a menacing glare, um, an angry rouge and uh, and you should never see him again. <laughs> but that he was my best friend. He no, come on. Everybody leaves you. 
Kenneth, before he leaves, so maybe well, it's best to forget. That's, that's, that is... And he was at the party? Yeah. Yes, Barry. Barry. It was basically his party. Oh no, it was Gary's party. Sorry. Yeah, no, Gary was there. You're thinking, of, you're thinking about Gary, aren't you? I might be thinking of Gary. He definitely had a glint in his eye. He, oh. Where is Gary? Yeah. And uh, so Franny looks towards the giant auxiliary. Which I think he's maybe readying a second shot. Yeah. Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> a second. Now that you guys are away, you see this now as well, which maybe you missed before. Uh, a second shot arcs, hits another place on the tower. <gasps> the tower! At that moment, I think also the landing party, the two boats, um, I'd say sort of 50 metres yeah. that way. question. Is it possible? How are you going to do sort of, I don't know, is there a perception style? I think insightful would uh, would work for that, for a perception sort of thing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So the, the system that we kind of used was that uh, a fail, obviously, you, you don't get anything. Uh, seven to nine, you get one question about the situation. A success, you get two questions. And I have to answer as honestly, honestly as, as I can. can. Cool. I like that. So I'm a minus one on, ins- on insightful, but I'm going to have a look at them. Mm, go for it. Say five, minus one, so four. So four. Uh, so, yeah. So as, I, as, I just, as they just come into view, like one raindrop just get me right in the eye, and I'm like, ow, ow. It was like a hailstone. Maybe. Yeah. A little hailstone. In my no, eye. you can't intuit much from, from where you are. They just are kind of almost silhouetted. Yes, yeah, the silhouetted figures land on the beach, a few people get out. Um, you, you definitely still see this. There's a, there's a character that's distinct from the rest who gets out of the boat, maybe last. Um, but you can't really intuit much about them. Also, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos going on. Probably that's quite distracting, you know, yeah. in the town and what have you. And you definitely notice that these 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 blasts, these shots on the tower, um, are big enough that they might be causing damage to the surrounding area as well. Um, should we go and help? Yeah, I think we need to get off the beach right now. Oh, you mean that is your home place of work? Well, do you live there? I don't. Do you know? You probably know some people. You're probably in a bit of shock. They're probably... Theo. Theo. Yeah. Yeah. All all of the above. So, is that fermented high proportion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you... Yeah. You... you, Yeah. Are you okay? I don't know. Should we go and see if all of your friends are dead? I don't know. In a coordinated, in a coordinated effort from Bandy, she just pushes both of them back <laughs> and like suddenly tries to get things together. It's like we've got no time. And then like it was also the storm up, yeah, as well. Yeah, she's picked up in that time. She's picked up, thrown Meditite on your head, and like dragging Lucario from one side. You've got Rowlet. We're just a, a very merry band. A poor Palisans there going as he sinks down into the way. Sorry, mate. Who's that Pokemon? Oh. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my! Oh. Lily, where we are? Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so here we are at the midsection. Um, now, I asked uh, our players to come to this session with uh, a possible random NPC that we could add to Surflow as a town, just to flesh it out a little bit. And I thought this midsection we could introduce that NPC ready to be put into the game at a later stage, right. possibly. Who does anyone have one? 
that they want to kind of chuck out there. David, he oh, says, yeah. with a questioning Hi. look. Hi. Did I put together on the tube out here? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, you did more than me, mate. Um, so my character, I hope, will be quite a useful deus ex machina as time goes on. <laughs> love it. Um, it's love called it. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sloking the God. Um, <laughs> um, so this character is a, to carry with the theme of, of the church, the capital C, capital U. Um, Captain C. Captain C, thank you, please. Owl. Um, this, this is a lapsed member of the church, excommunicated, long since left, uh, by the name of Hillary. Uh, another androgynous name. Thank, like you, thank you very much. And, uh, this lapsed priest has a mobile library that they travel around the world with. Um, fun! Their own personal, collectively, voluntarily bought source of knowledge that they take to communities that need it. And can occasionally be useful for exposition. Oh, nice. Does uh, the church approve of this? or is this? No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Okay. Where did he get these books from? He uh, didn't get them from the church, did he? didn't steal them. No. I would say it just voluntary... Yeah, I think, I, think, I think he commissions people and says, and says, I want... And these are experts that the church frowns upon, for example, that the church would never ask for. Like, mm. people who are more like the other side of the law, people who are more magic-y based, people who are... People the church would never approach for knowledge whatever. But I also think he takes just random submissions. So he's got a lot of random books of people's rants. <laughs> it's like it's like that weird library where they, they only stock unpublished books. Yeah. And you can just go. So you can't take anything out from the mobile thing, but you can sit there and read... Yeah. people's musings and like I think there'll be a lot of memoirs in there and like lots of people just wanting yeah. to get their thoughts down yeah. like. nothing sinister nothing black magic-y but just just yeah just things autobiographical that... detail the history of this world okay great yeah. so thank you so that's Hillary excommunicated member of the church who travels around the world with a mobile library providing knowledge to those in need I did want to ask with that do motors exist in this world yes okay cool yes motors exist yeah Oh, wow. that's <laughs> pirate ships and cars. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> sure, sure. I love it. Well, we had a computer. I feel yeah, like does Hillary not have a Pokemon sidekick? Um, I'm going to go with a. Uh, <laughs> You're going to say, oh no, <laughs> no, they don't believe in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like an anti-vaxxer for Pokemon. Um, I'm going to say that they have a Tyrogue. Okay. Oh, nice. But no, so it's like a smart Tyrogue. It's like a Tyrogue yeah. that's not a fighter. It's more of a writer. Yeah. So, Hillary, a Tyrogue, mobile library. And a Tyrogue has started seven novels but not finished any of them. <laughs> yeah. But calls themselves a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a novelist. I'm a novelist. Um, no big deal. <laughs> Great. I've started six novels. Arrives in Surfload and it's like, I'm a pretty big deal across that. Um, <laughs> Thanks, David. That's great. And good luck to the team, wherever we are. Yeah, good luck, guys. Yep. Can't wait to succeed. Shall we, shall we dive into it? Whoa! Who's that Pokemon? It's Octillery! So where are you going? We're to trying tower, to get up to, You're not, going towards the tower? Well, towards off the beach, so back up the... I, I, I don't know if you guys imagine the same of Surfer. It's kind of... You know how some... Uh, I don't know if you, any of you have been to Southend. <laughs> Many times. But I have, actually. It's as beautiful as Southend. But the idea is that there's a beach, but then next to the beach is sort of a raised kind of roadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it stairs well. down to the beach. Yeah. So it's yeah. a sort of similar thing where you can get up to a higher level. The uh-huh. beach is very much a sort of... Okay. trying to get to those stairs that are now yeah. and slowly I think starting the, to sink. The sea is coming in, and, I've, and probably... It's, I like the idea that you get to the steps just as the sea sort of crashes into that wall, that sea wall... 
Um, and we see just the beach house is just getting slowly destroyed. Oh, we see beach house, yeah. One rogue shroomish just floating out of the sea going, shroomish. <laughs> I lived a good life. I have no worries. No complaints. No regrets. YOLO. I need to be returned to my owner tomorrow. Meet me at the rendezvous. So, yes, the beach house, absolutely, now that it's semi been evacuated. Um, no, it has been evacuated. Yeah, no, it? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely gets taken by the sea. And you realise that, yes, if you hadn't intervened, it probably would have been pretty pretty disastrous for, for everyone involved. Who, who built that house? Oh, well, it was Gary's house. house yeah, it? it was Gary's beach house. He bought, to be, yeah, he bought it with Pokemon League winnings. He just had the hottest dog that he saw. <laughs> I think he probably did. To have a beach house that doesn't survive on the beach. But you look like Landy's has got a passion. <laughs> well, in fairness, Kenny, not nothing is surviving on this beach in this storm. Like, all so those... is this like because Kenny's Kenny's new to this place? So I'll actually ask these two: um, Is this storm worse than normal, or are they always are they are they always like this? Because that that see this seems really bad as we're like scampering up the shore. Sure. Theo seems quite unresponsive. Randy, mm. I'd ask you. Uh, no, no, Kenneth, actually, we, we, we suffer through horrendous storms that are threatening to the entire population every day. Of course it's a difficult storm! <laughs> of course it's an unusual storm! But this house has been swept away! There's a giant octopus on a goddamn boat over there! Okay, so you're heading <laughs> up. I'm driving him up. Oh, I see. I'll start. Yeah, that, okay. In in retrospect, probably a terrible question. You are clambering up these 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 concrete steps, desperately trying to get up away from the beach. Um, you see any any sort of shops on the shop front have either pulled down massive metallic shutters or try and board it up as best they can. Some are surviving, but you you notice even now that some of the weaker defenses on these shops are getting smashed. Some of the windows are going. Um, so these are shops that maybe you recognise, Brandon. Drunfisk is just throwing booze at the sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drunfisk is 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 yeah. I think his store is suffering a little bit actually. I think a few windows have been broken. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's there's stock out in the street. But yeah, you're running where towards the tower, correct? Yeah. Okay, so, so I yeah. think you make it. I think you make it up through a few streets. Does anyone? By the way, does anyone? Are you? I don't want to prompt, but is anyone giving a fermented hyper potion to us? Yes, anyone? I was just about to say. As we are running, I will be all right. Rowlet, um, Bowtie, uh, recovers hey consciousness a little bit in your arms. Hey boy. And you know, obviously, he's shocked to be uh, conscious again in such a kind of traumatic environment, but nestles into your um, into your midriff a little bit and just tries to find a nook of coziness to just try and keep safe and here's your voice it's alright it's okay here and I'll oh. sort of wrap him up in my oversized shirt um cute lovely nice little <laughs> moment um you make it about I don't know say 30 metres 40 metres off from the beach um who's kind of who's taking the did lead did we uh Brandy's taking the lead yeah. did um did we have to pass the landing route to get up? But I imagine we went the other way. Oh, yeah, no, you didn't. We didn't go towards there. No, we no, sort no, of no. went back round and took a longer route I think to as, get to the tower. If you'd, have, if you'd have cast your eye backwards at the beach when you were when you were getting off, um, you would have seen that the landing group had landed uh, not on the beach, but on the sort of like pier-esque area. Oh, I see, yeah. Okay. Um, so they they're not obviously going to get swept out yeah, to see fine. that. They, so, they yeah, fine. They know what they're doing. We're going, I'm leading the way back to the tower. Okay. Do we pass by Whiskey's Delios at all on the way? Uh, I don't think that, I think that's slightly sure. separate directions. Separate, yeah. Um, you get you get up through a couple of streets, you're, you're ducking and weaving. Brandy, you know the way to the tower, you know Surflow pretty well, you know a couple of shortcuts. And I think you duck into... <laughs> but it's like a Pokemon town. So it's like, <laughs> imagine... Because there are only like five buildings. So I, take, I take you just a, a different left. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Kenny, I think you recognise this side street that that Brandy takes you on as the one that you kind of darted down when you were dodging that swallow. Memories. Um, and there's a dead swallow on the side. <laughs> it's been struck by lightning. And there are four baby tailors going, Oh no. Taylor. And that's it. That's their story. That's it. There we go. Four Taylor orphans. One arc. Um, so, that's Kenny. So that's, Kenny you, that's Kenny's nemesis. If you donate to our Patreon, we'll do that story. <laughs> you dart. You dart into this side street, uh, and Brandy, you're expecting to just. You know. You know this so well. It's like the back of your hand. Um, and you dart in without even sort of checking, and you're confronted with this figure before you even know it. Just bomb into this person. This shadowed figure because obviously you're in a you're in a, a side street uh colli- i suppose collides with you physically and you're ah. both you're both knocked back oh so now we are in shadowy side street <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so you see the name on the on the wall shadowy side street you can't make out any faces or features oh, oh, look where you look very menacing man. look where you're going you know where you're going mate hello i'm kenny i think i think again kenny, you don't have to introduce yourself to every random we're in a shadowy side street um a flash of lightning might reveal more to this kenny brandy you have no clue who this is what you do notice though is that uh they're wearing garments quite similar to what theo's wearing in that they are garments of the the church um, capital t capital c capital u thank you very much Capital U. Um, I thought that was re-established. There was capital U in there as well. <laughs> Especially the church. Uh Theo, you are you. You obviously spot this person as well, and you recognise this person very much. This is your rival from <gasps> the tower, from the, the guy from the lecture who we've oh, oh I've named now. Uh, I've named him Adri Formonsk. To give Adri a little bit more physical description, uh, all we established previously we had glasses that kind of glinted <laughs> like murkily in the half-light. Yeah, we which, formed a fully-fledged character out of that. Yeah, which yeah. definitely happens again. Uh, definitely large, circular spectacles, yeah. uh, which catch the light very easily. Very dark, elfin skin, so it's, it's smooth. Um, ears slightly more protrusive than before. Long, long dark hair, almost plaited, I think, much longer than you would expect. Um, thick, dark eyebrows, a, a, a flat nose, yellow eyes. And Adri's standing there with uh, the Pokemon that we saw previously, uh, which also also has these, these circular little glasses, which you recognize now as a small Electrike. Just with glasses? With glasses a bespectacled Electrike. Um, love it. Which lets out a little snarl uh, at Adri's feet. And Adri sort of pauses for a minute, spots Theo. <sighs> ah, just my luck. Well, it's been wonderful uh, meeting all of you. Uh, and of course, I see you out of the tower when I don't want to see you. Uh, but I really must be getting along. Um, and you notice that Adri is sort of holding... Uh, his church garments across the front of him, his arm tucked away, uh, an electrite very much in front of him, fangs bared, on guard. All right, mate, yeah, go. I don't care. Yes, it's a storm. You should uh, you should get inside. Um, are you... You you look like this, you're wearing the same as Theo. Are you from the tower? Are yes, you... I'm... I'm <sighs> it doesn't matter. You're irrelevant. Well, come with us. We're going we're gonna to try and get yeah, people out of The tower just got, got attacked. Are you Okay. Oh, I don't have time for this. I need to go. Just as uh, Andrew's about to leave, just as he's doing it, Theo just grabs his arm right round the forearm <laughs> with their hands. <laughs> what happened? Let go, Theo. I said, what happened? 
mixing in things you don't understand. Let go now. I've been mixing in a lot of things I haven't understood for a very long time, and I wanted to tell me what happened. Okay, this sounds like a check. This is great. It sounds very intense. Or strong, strong maybe. maybe. if it's the grip that you can't escape. Ooh, like, what do we think? Ooh. I think, yeah, maybe maybe it's a physical thing. Yeah, if Adri's trying strong. to get away. Just, I don't think I'm yeah. persuading at this stage. Yeah, Adri's definitely pulling away. Okay. So I'm zero for strong. Eight. Great. Nice. nice. Okay. okay. Oh, it's finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. Then that's <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, I think, I think Adri tries to faint. Uh, and catch you off guard, similar to how you caught Barry off guard earlier, mm. with a sort of like locked stare, and then the bosh, the go. Maybe that's a technique taught in the church. I don't know. <laughs> the old, the old sprint and go. The old, the old sprint. The old just run. <laughs> the old vault tackle. Um, but you're because it's it's your move. You know it. Um, you're ready for it, and you just tighten your grip. He fails to move, and whatever he's been mm. sort of holding under his thing is is released from his grip. <laughs> Do that, Stu. Um, <laughs> and you see a small tome um, fly out of his grip, the rain splashing down, and it sort of like flicks between a couple of puddles in the dark alley. Adri lets out a gasp, and he turns he turns back to you, Theo, with this like this wild rage in his eyes. He's let me go. Oh, you dropped your book. What's this then? Can he fix it up? Okay, fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. Please, please put put that down. It's really wet. Here, let me destroy it a little bit. Oh, oh just no. start like no. wiping it. <laughs> really unorthodox. Just shakes it. Adri's had enough, and he's like, "Electric attack, attack!" Uh, and he's going to send Electric at Kenny, I guess. Can I attack back at Electric? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's. I mean, I guess we're in it now. I cool. guess we're in a little okay. battle here. It's, well, Meditite's not not up, but no, this is Theo. This is Theo. Okay. I think that's the level of rage Theo's at now. Oh. It's like somebody's attacking. This relatively lovely All right. young man that, is, <laughs> that has just also saved the book that I couldn't grab. And Fabulous. Well, then, rather rather than getting into full combat, let's give Theo um, a quick check to see if you're going to intercept okay. as Electrite leaps at Kenny okay. Kenny's arm, holding quick. the... Minus one. That's a five. No. Minus one. No. No, 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 ma'am. Um, no, so actually... Ins- Are you good at anything? <laughs> I feel like you've had zeros and minus one checks all day. You're, yeah. you're, plus, four, you're plus four charming. <laughs> no one wants to see you soft as So you go, you go to intercept Kenny. I suppose that was your, that was your intention, so you failed at doing that. And actually, uh, Electrike does grab... Um, bites onto your arm. Yeah. Um, which I, I suppose forces you to drop the tome um, with a with a with a fail. Uh, so Andrew scrambles, grabs the tome. Um, you you've you've gone for it, but maybe slipped in the rain or something like that. Um, he grabs he grabs the tome, eyes all of you, and then just makes a dash. I think Brandy. I think Brandy's grabs Theo and says, "Look, Theo, it's not the time. All right, we need to get to the tower." Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do I take any damage from that? No. It's just. It was more. It was, it was just to get the book. It was, uh, I would imagine Electrite was rather than go for like a bite attack. It was more just like a get the wrist so that he has to let go. So Adri's Adri's gone. Adri's gone. We need to get to the tower now. It's good. We need to get people out of there. Okay, so you carry on down this alley towards the tower, and it is—it's it's absolute chaos. 
There is this fire. There's debris everywhere. You see that the surrounding, uh, the surrounding shops and houses, maybe some have been hit by by, by chunks of, of of brickwork and all sorts. I mean, this is an old tower. Like bits of it are going to break off in, in in huge chunks and hit nearby things with with abandon. Um, so you can hear, yeah, you can hear screams. You can hear panic. There are there are attempts to kind of control stuff. Um, what's interesting to you, I suppose, is that this this attack seems kind of wild. And reckless. There doesn't seem to be a point to it. It's just been like, let's just hit the tower. It seems strange. Uh, what do you do on the on the sort of the base and the outside of this tower? Th- Th- Theo, is there anything anything that you want to check out and checks? Okay, the library. Okay, okay. So you're going into the tower. How bad is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not is it great. Like it's been hit by how many? Uh, a couple of couple of shots, but they're big. They're big shots. Yeah, yeah. Does it look, is the tower still standing, or does it look like it's going to go? Down? It's still it's still standing. It's still standing. So yeah. you can go in. Yeah, you can go in. Yeah. My um, Kenny is actually. Are there people like in pain and injured? Yeah, like there's people like some maybe have got their legs crushed by a bit of debris okay. or something like that. There's sure. de- definitely civilians who are. Yeah, I'm going to try to. I'm going to say, okay, you've got that. Go to the library, and I'm going to try to remember the way to the um, like that apothecary area that we yeah. I went to, and because I could identify some herbs and stuff that might help. Oh like, yeah, like with Mr. Them. S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brand is going to start directing people to Whiskey's Dealers. Okay, great, great. So like because that's already being set up as like a uh, sort of medical slash sort of shelter. Sure. Which is, I imagine, then Whiskey's Dealers. It would make sense that it's sort of slightly higher up than a lot of other places. It's one of the yeah. bits on the higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense to go there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Great. Well, let's 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 give everyone a check to do. Sure. Because I feel like everyone's right. got their separate task. Everyone needs a little check. Uh, Brandy. So you're trying. Are you t- are you like rescuing people from rubble, or are you just trying to round up panicked folk? What yeah, you- it's sort of. I guess a bit of both, but mainly it's going to be rounding up panicked folk and sort of trying to direct people right to whiskey's dealios and to just start yeah. spreading the word to make sure that funneling people through the shadowy side street i think the really injured people are who i'm kind of trying to yeah he's trying to do more i'm yeah. i'm doing more like people who can help themselves yeah. like let's go for let's go for an intense check plus one to my intense it's a six Plus one is a seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, seven. My old friend's back. Um, okay, I think yes, you managed to you managed to round up a couple of people and tell at least sort of like four or five of them, like Whiskey's Delios, go there if you know what that is. Can the mix success be out? Oh, those guys were nice. Shouldn't have saved them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. The rat escape child. Yeah, the rat is a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think I think Wimpy is like attempting to like get some rubble off a few people, but he's so just super exhausted. That it's a real struggle for Wimpy to kind of like free them from these these little bowlers and stuff like that using using his ears, but he's yeah. I think also well. Lucario's just sort of conked out really. Oh he's yeah, just really can't even. His only his only aim is to relight the cigarette that hasn't. It's just so drenched now. It's really burning. There's a screaming person beneath the Lucario. Light the cigarette. So, but uh, Kenny, you you remember quite well where. Because it was only yesterday. Yeah, um, today actually. Today actually, yeah, two hours ago. today. Uh, where this apothecary was, and it was quite near the entrance, if I, I think remember so, correctly. Yeah. Um, so you get there pretty quick. Um, you know, this it's still a lot of chaos in here. There's a lot of people running, screaming, maybe a bit of fire and that sort of thing. But you get into the apothecary. No one in there right now. Mm. I don't think it's a, a sort of place of high priority in this chaotic stage. Yeah. Um, obviously, for you it is because you know what you can do there. But yeah. for a, for a lot of people, it wouldn't be. Um, give me um, give me an insight check. 
No, six. Six. Okay. I think rather than you failing, I don't want you to fail, but I think you get to the apothecary and it's just on fire. Just the the, the, the place has like been lit up with, you know, Shit. the chaos and all that sort of stuff. So unfortunately that's, that potentially is not a resource you can use currently. Um, um, okay. Think any, think where else, where else might be somewhere that can help people. You've probably still got a bit of fermented hyper potion left. I don't think you used it all on. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot time. of injured people. There's only so far that would go. If I may, also, Mr. S is not there. So does that suggest that somebody has... People who are familiar with it have evacuated, maybe. Maybe Mr. S has some sort of stores. Who's Mr. S? Mr. S was the guy with the survivor. Who's E, wasn't he? Who's Mr. E? Oh, Mr. E. Oh, I think I think he's there. You just see him there. E. <laughs> Eek. E. Fo- um, follow me to the infirmary. Emergency. <laughs> I, think he, I think he set up like a, a temporary emergency place somewhere maybe maybe he beckons you he's like come we could oh, help we need, we need to help people yes oh what oh that's what you're telling me to do oh yes um, um, okay all right how so, how, how what would what, what well, i guess do? because you you have medical knowledge in terms of your botany i guess he because he knows that he just sort of sets you up like being like help these people and he's like Hands you some stuff, and he's like, "Go up, go, go, do it." He's got like, I think he's kind of stepped up for this. <laughs> this creepy survivor guy. I think, Definitely. I think somehow he he really comes into his own in, a, in an emergency. I think That's his thing. He sets, yeah. So he he sets you to work, gives you a few plants. He's like, "You can handle these, right?" Sure. Why not? Okay. Great. Okay. So there's a few like injured people that he's kind of set up in a temporary structure, maybe in just one of the dorms or something like that. And um, I'm helping those people, and you're just helping them, helping okay. them out. Yeah. Um, crush a few I might even get Rowlett to help me I don't know chop up a couple of herbs or something yeah use his leafage on a few herbs like chop some up into a nice pulse yeah exactly Um, nice okay so you're like pouring little salves into people's mouths tending wounds and burns and that sort of thing nice and Kenny Kenny feels good about that absolutely yeah Yeah. so it's it's fun it's like interesting in a crisis Kenny just seems to kind of like click into this I've I've got to help people mode yeah I wonder if it's maybe he's still calm from from the kind of memory of his sister. Yeah. And how that went down. Because that could have gone pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Nice, I still nice. think you hear a small, scolipedal voice oh, in your head. nice. No. As just I'm, go, you're still a monster. I think as I'm, as, as I'm doing it, I just hear like a... Yeah. Oh, Christ. In my ears, like, I have to kind of... Yeah. I hear, yeah, the, the Rowlett's doing like chopping and yeah. then when he stops, I still hear it. Um, and then finally... Theo, where are you going? Into the library. The library. That's where I felt most comfortable in this. Okay, so yes. Place. God, it's going to be like a reverse bell from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so tragic. tragic. You're dashing through corridors that you that you know, that you're familiar with, only where before they were filled with chanting monks and the smell of lax incense. Now it is the smell of smoke. Maybe you just, maybe you see a couple of, a couple of bodies just yeah. lying in a couple of the corridors. I think the student who found uh, Kenneth at the gates... It's just there, slowly losing some light from their eyes. Oh my god! Okay, let's play this out. Wow. <laughs> okay, so yes, you see a couple of bodies, and you recognise one as that student who mm. that acolyte. Yeah. That who, A. That A. Um, and you see like like a bit of timber has just fallen through his chest or something, and yeah. he's just like. <gasps> Wait, you mean the Pokemon timber is just sticking out of his chest? <laughs> <laughs> Cute, but no. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like a scene from Alien. Yeah, um, he's just yeah. It's well, it's that kind of thing. Maybe it's not like a chunk of timber. It's just like some support. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like it's that wound that you don't know you have yet. Yeah, 
He's like, something's wrong, but I haven't looked down yet. And he's like, <laughs> and you can just see he's pale. He's flush. There's sweat on him. <laughs> Most learned. <laughs> uh, I, I was looking for you. I was looking for you in, in your dormitory. The, the reports. The, the, people evacuated, but they said Theo was missing. So I went back to look and this fell on me. <laughs> but you're here. Yeah. I'm going to need you to ask the questions that you want to ask. Remember, it's always about questions. Just, just ask me whatever you need to know. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> In a way, yeah. Thank you, much learned. You always gave me a degree of comfort here. And you just see the light sort of fade from his eyes. And he just, as he, the life goes, the life goes from him. Mm. Knowing that his last task was to go look for you the absentee. I kind of want to, I kind of want to leave it there. You know, the library's just ahead and there's nothing more you can do there. So you just carry on maybe at a pace slower than you were going. Mm. And before you even open the, the grand doors, uh, you smell smoke, dust. And as you push them open, I mean, we haven't seen the grand library before, but we see it here and it is, it is beating the beast. In, in Beast's Castle-esque. It's grandiose, it's large, it's circular, it's the central of the tower. Uh, I love the idea that there's a, there's a sort of like central chamber that lets light through the tower as well. And it definitely manifests here. There's this huge mirrored structure in the center that, that sends light out to different areas of the library, depending on what you're looking for. There's like a, a mechanism in the middle that like you twist and turn the knobs, the gears, it's like retro tech that like points the light then at the section you want to find the book in. Um, Whoa. Man, it's a shame that this library doesn't now not like, work like that anymore, I imagine. <laughs> but you see this, this, this central structure, which, is, which you've used so many times, is, is shattered. Um, but what strikes you is that there are steps leading down beneath this structure, which you didn't even know existed. And amongst the smoke and the smell of, of, of chaos and bloodshed, there's this intrigue. What lays beneath the tower? Episode four complete with a complete with a death. I mean, it was dark. It went dark there. Hopefully, it's sort of fine. Hopefully, not scarred. So it's the end of the podcast, and it wouldn't be the end unless I did a few thank yous. First of all, I'd like to thank the creators of Pokemon Journeys, the game we're playing. I I, I realise we are messing with the rules in a big way quite a lot of the time, but thank you so much and everyone at pokemontabletop.com for because we love pokemon tabletop united as well go check that out as a game and thank you everyone in the pokemontabletop.com discord server uh for you know training our young you know level one dwebble stew up to a level i was gonna say 100 but i don't think he's level 100 he's probably a level let's say 20 dwebble now i mean i, th- I feel like that's progress for sure uh, I've also like, got to thank everyone involved in the music. So Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for allowing us to use the music 
of Pokemon reorchestrated Kanto symphonies and Johto legends, which are just some unbelievable scores in there. Uh, you know, today, morning in Newbark Town, the underscoring during the memory scene uh, for Kenny and his sister. Just wonderful. And also, Glitch X City didn't use any of her music, but go check her out on YouTube because they are great remixes. Uh, and also, of course, the creators of Pokemon. Satoshi Chijiri, the creator, and Junichi Masuda, the composer of all the great music you're hearing that was adapted by Braxton into the wonderful orchestral music you here during the podcast i should mention that we are not affiliated with game freak nintendo or the pokemon company at all in any way we are just crazy super fans who do this in our spare time um this is not for profit and it's just fan made so we really hope you enjoy it if you want to email us contact us at criticalditto at gmail.com uh we're actually looking for a couple of submissions now you heard in the midsection that david produced a a character to exist in our world uh, and we want you guys to do the same if you're enjoying the show and want to put your mark on it add something uh you know let us know it could be a character it could be a place it could be jim it could be a crazy pokemon that's involved it could be it could be a type of paper that no one's ever seen maybe maybe there's a new form of aircon that's just absolutely amazing in our world and we've not we've not heard about it yet you know, the world is your is literally your clam pearl. Ha <laughs> ha, am I right? So yeah, contact us and let us know your ideas. We, this is an open world, effectively. We've currently only got one town. Surfloat town, that's where we are. We're going to have to get out of there soon. And we want to go into a big world. Big wide world with lots of characters and, and crazy places. So let us know your thoughts. That's criticalditto at gmail.com. And thank you to Stu, Ali and David for playing, as always, this ridiculous game. And remember, go catch them all, and by all, I mean your dreams. And we can end it there? Yeah, I think so. No, let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs>